Hey, everybody. Welcome to our midweek podcast. I'm Pastor Josh. Uh, was away last week, was in Toronto with my son. Uh, I took him to a Raptors game for his 13th birthday. It was uh, an amazing moment of connection, and but I'm glad to be back. And this week, what we're looking at is the story of Cain and Abel. You can find this in Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 to 16. Uh, Pastor Marvin did an amazing job at kind of preaching about the story in a way that led to the cross, to Christ, to Jesus, to the resurrection, to everything that he does for us in that moment in time. And yet, what we want to do in this podcast is kind of look at the sermon from, from a different angle. And while he talked about the offering that both Cain and Abel brought, while he talked about the bigness of sin and how it devastates our lives, and then the mercy of God and how it comes in to all of the devastation that we self-induce, that sin induces onto us. The one thematic portion that kind of was a thread through the whole sermon was all about pride. I mean, when you look at it from this particular angle of pride, the reality is the story of Cain and Abel, I mean, Pastor Marvin starts out by, by saying that the position of Cain's heart was the problem in the offering that he brought. Not, not necessarily the offering itself, but he does this thing where he shows the difference between Abel's offering. He says, look, Abel's offering is really about a, a heart that is humbly approaching a great God. He's taking the time to divvy up the fat portions and taking it from the firstborn of the flock. He's doing all the intentional work to bring the best to God from a humble heart. And yet what's going on with Cain is that he is approaching God with a prideful heart that ultimately he doesn't need to do what is uh, is good and is best because at the end of the day, he's just doing the minimal requirement that it takes to be able to give this particular offering to God so that ultimately it doesn't inconvenience him. It doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't take his time. It doesn't take his resources. It doesn't take the, 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 the bounty of what he has actually produced, it really, at the end of the day, Cain's issue is that he has a heart full of pride that is all about himself. Pastor Marvin then goes on to talk about sin and how sin actually is this thing that creeps. And God says it to Cain. He says, look, sin is knocking at your door and, and it desires you. It wants to have you. He gave the picture, Pastor Marvin did, of of a crouching tiger or lion or cat that crouches in uh, in the grass that wants to pounce on their prey. And that's exactly what sin is. And ultimately, again, sin actually pounces on pride. Pride at its very source, I, I really think, is the, the root of every sin on the planet. I mean, think about it. Why do people actually do certain things that go against their very convictions? Why is it that people desperately want certain things that they cannot have? Because at the end of it, it's all about them. They think that they are the most important. They want what they want. Uh, and ultimately, if you if you kind of look at any radio song right now, the two themes that come through are codependency and narcissism. Both of which lead to, it's about me. You are codependent because you want somebody to be about you. And you are narcissistic because you think that the world revolves around you. Anything and everything that is done in the biblical text that leads to an outward expression called sin finds its root in the heart of humanity, ultimately in a form called pride. 
pride actually devastates us. And a lot of us don't actually think we're prideful. We have these moments in our lives where we make it about us. And yet what we don't realize is that after the fall of man that we've talked about and Pastor Marvin's preached about, pride is really the root cause that causes us, that becomes the lens by which we see everything. So now I'll spin certain things because I know how it can benefit me. I love other people because ultimately I like the way that it makes me feel. And even then, I mean, think about it. When people go off on humanitarian causes in the world, why do they do it? It's not just because they want to help other people. Ultimately, the thing that comes back is it makes me feel good. Even the good things that we do for others, naturally outside of Jesus, are really about us. We are the point. And that can actually lead us to a lot of different problems, uh, a lot of different issues, and which is the basis for everything that comes out of us that is expressions that hurt other people, that hurt ourselves, that ultimately we call sin. The root of it is pride. We think we know better than everybody else what we need, and we'll go after what we want the way we, that we want it. I think what's so great about this story, and even when you look further into it, is that at the end of it, even after God calls out Cain, says to him, look, like sin is crouching at your door, it wants to jump on you, and he gives into this whole sin bit where he kills his own brother, God doesn't reject him. He doesn't push him aside, doesn't say, look, listen, you're a loser, you don't deserve anything, I'm done with you. He actually causes his life to be protected in a way that he can walk around on the planet and still survive, and yet holds the consequences for what he's done? I mean, that's ultimately mercy, isn't it? Like God does, when he comes to Cain and says, what have you done? It's not that he doesn't know what he's done. It's that he knows exactly what he's done, and yet still loves Cain enough to protect him and love him and care for him. Doesn't, doesn't negate the consequences, doesn't push away the consequences of the sin that he's done, but what he, he does do is that he continues to walk with him in the midst of it all. And I think that's the overwhelming joy of the story is that even though pride is the root of all sin, even though it's something that causes us to be uh, come the people that we don't want to be, it makes us do things that we don't even necessarily want to do. I think this is what Paul was talking about you know, in the epistles where he says, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I do. But ultimately, at the end of the day, what is so joyful about this story is that God is still willing to walk with you even after you've done stupid things. That he's willing to show you mercy and grace and understanding in the midst of it all. But what we do to ourselves is after we have given into sin, after we have been condemned by our own actions, we write ourselves off and we just think, you know what? I have nothing else to offer. Who wants to listen to me? I'm a horrible human being. That, that's it, that's all. And yet, not even God does that to you. He is willing to walk with you in the middle of it, maybe not necessarily save you from the consequences of your sin, but ultimately to save you from sin overall. And I think that should be the thing that we hold on to the most. That it's not about us being these horrible human beings because we have given in to uh, sin, but that God is able to walk th- with us through it and out of it so that we can be better people on the other side. 
And will we be marked just like Cain by sin? Absolutely. Some of the consequences for the things that we've done will, will probably be with us for the rest of our lives. But the joy is that we will still be able to be alive, that it doesn't kill us, that it doesn't end us, that it doesn't define us, that we get to walk away from it in a way that leaves us better than we were before. So this week, what I wonder, what I want you to talk about in your small groups is, is ultimately this idea of pride. As much as we've talked about the offering, Pastor Marvin did, as much as he talked about the bigness of sin and how it just ruins everything and is waiting to pounce on you, ultimately at the end of it all, the idea of grace, the idea of mercy, God's mercy, has to do with humbling us to a point where we submit and say, you're God, I'm not. How do we overcome pride? What have, what have you done in your own life to be able to push down yourself so that God could be glorified through you. So at the end of this particular session, uh, you can go look at the questions that we've put up, and I hope that you have some really rich, deep discussion. Uh, if you want to listen to any other episode of our podcast, you can go to elamchurch.podbean.com. Also, if you're looking for anything about Elam, you can go to elamchurch.ca. I hope you have an incredible day, and that as you think about how pride may be devastating your life, just know on the other side of it, God is more than willing to give you mercy and grace. Anyway, have a great day. We'll see you next week.